Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Hello, my beautiful soul fam. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I actually speak with Lisa. She is a sexuality mentor and healer, and she helps women to dive deeper in their intimacy for more pleasure and better sex. She loves to invite women to live a pleasure-filled life. Beautiful. (laughs) And in our chat, we actually talk about so many things, um, specifically about parenting and intimacy in front of your kids, porn, sex education when you're younger, toys, vibrators. Oh my God, so much juiciness. I can't wait for you guys to listen. Let's get in there. Lisa, thank you very much (laughs) for joining me and having a conversation today. Um, I want to thank you and I honor you for stepping on the Evolve Mindset podcast. Now, I have a, I guess, maybe a loaded question for you. Um, Being a sexually liberated mom, what does that mean to you and can you share with the listeners um how that looks for you mm. so to me sexually liberated mum means it's actually got very little to do with actually sex it's very little to do with how much sex i'm having and my sex drive but very much to how connected i am with myself and the pleasure that is available to me. So for instance, I'm very now open with my now partner. I can share, I can say no to him if that's just not feeling good for me. I can speak about my desires now. I'm very open to receiving the intimacy, the affection outside the bedroom as well as in the bedroom. But also allowing my daughter to see it in the sense of I want her to see me and my partner. So he's got three kids. I've got one, so that's four kids. So in front of the kids, he will surprise me and just grab my arm and pull me in for a hug. He'll sometimes, you know, rub my ass and give me a kiss and stuff. Sometimes he will whisper in my ear what he wants to do. Obviously the kids can't hear, but they're seeing us be intimate. They're seeing us showing each other affection and love. And Sometimes just the two youngest ones, they're both six because they're not used to seeing that, will go, stop that, that's gross or (laughs) something like that. And that's just because of they're not used to seeing it. And we're very big on being advocates for it is healthy to show Mm. kids the love, the connection, the intimacy, show them that there's nothing shameful Mm -hmm. about that. And then the only thing I also want to touch on I actually believe, so when you're scrolling social media, especially Instagram, you'll see a lot of people talking about sexual liberation and they'll be wearing a lot of um, not many clothes. They'll Mm. be naked and there's no judgment. Like I went through a phase of when I entered this world, I thought to be sexually liberated, I need to be also very, very non-clothes. I did the nude um, Photoshop. I would show up in very revealing sexual ways because I thought that's how I'd show because I had to prove my sexuality to other people where sexual liberation isn't about proving it's not about performance it's a so now I choose to be the sexually liberated modest mum in the sense of I love wearing clothes that are comfortable I'm not walking around in my underwear all day long because being a mum that's (laughs) that's not realistic you know Um, nor does that feel comfortable like that's not who I am at my core so therefore I'm not going to dress that way so sexual liberation to me is being honest with what feels good what turns me on Mm. you know wearing clothes that feel comfortable but also represent who I am that you know brings in the pleasure into my life and also just showing 
what it's like honoring myself and worshiping myself and my own desires so to me that's um sexual liberation being free to sexually express myself in any way that actually feels true to myself and true for others like how I show up in my personal life you know how I show up in my relationship so that's what it means to me Mm, that is beautiful I love all of that and there's Oh, there's so much I want to touch on. First of all, I'm the one thing that strikes to me the the loudest is my own childhood, and just seeing my my parents, um, there was no intimacy in in my own eyes, anyways, as a kid. Like I I didn't see my parents hugging, I didn't see them kissing, I didn't see them doing anything like that. And you know what I actually as a child associated that with? I associated with a lo- as like there was no love. I didn't see any love in that relationship. So that being translated to a kid, like that could actually make them feel unsafe. Um, uh, a lot of people have seen like other families go through divorce and whatever. Like I actually come from a broken home. Um, my mom left my, my biological father at a quite a young age. So when my mom was in our new relationship with my stepfather and there was no intimacy and never really felt like it was going to be like a lasting thing so in my mind as a kid it just didn't ever feel like a safe relationship so like I could unpack that in so many different ways and that's like a whole podcast on its own <laughs> but I, I can just see it translating to our children in just a beautiful uniting loving healthy way to see their parents being intimate um and then also having those conversations with them because now it's, it's breaking to my light too like as a child um not seeing any any intimacy with my mom like i didn't really associate that with my mom being a sexual being like that didn't ever come to light for me so i also never got the conversation of the birds and the bees i never got the sex talk i never got any of that growing up either (laughs) so it's just like there's just so many beautiful lessons and like an openness that we can have with our kids i feel when we when we're able to show them that intimacy in our lives Oh my gosh, there's so much <laughs> I want to touch on after that. For me, I have identical, well, I call my parents in a very loveless relationship. Mm. Um, they're still together. Um, I sometimes don't know why. Like I'm a very big advocate. Um, sometimes if there is no love, it is better to go separate ways, which is why I left my the father of my daughter. But I grew up, there was no intimacy. Like, it was so bad. I actually got to the point where the random kisses that they did, I used to tease them. Like, that's gross, not in front of me. Mm. Like, I thought it was completely wrong. There was something wrong with them. But in saying, like, like the time they kiss, and I see this in so many couples, like even my sister, who's only two years older than me, it's very similar in her relationship, clients I've worked with. But the only time I saw them kiss, or actually I don't even think I've ever seen them hug, but kissing, <laughs> a peck on the cheek in the morning, or lips, sorry, when they first wake up in the morning, that's what you do. That's the polite thing you do to your husband's kiss them good morning. Um, when you say goodbye, because you're leaving to go to your day job, the polite thing is to give them a kiss on the lips, say goodbye, have a good day. And then when they come home at the end of the day, you kiss them hello. But, like That was literally <laughs> the extent of intimacy that was surrounded with me with like friends um with my um, parents then obviously when my sister got married that that was the same thing you saw actually funny story is before I did lose my virginity I walked in on my sister and she was making out with her partner Mm. like that memory kind of like didn't traumatize me I was just like what's happening here yeah <laughs> I don't know like hang on a minute I saw your boobs like I was like in this freak <laughs> yeah. out moment of like this is not normal and my sister was horrified like she was so embarrassed mm. it was just like we would not talk about it. like we were so embarrassed by me <laughs> seeing her make her boyfriend to this day we've never mentioned it oh my goodness and it, was kind of like, <laughs> it was just like oh my god this is too embarrassing and it was like you know, he had clothes on, she had clothes on. So there were like, you know, it was still innocent. Like us looking back, like that is completely innocent. Like I would like, that is so, like I want to normalize that. But at the time, like we were raised in this family of, you don't talk about sex. Mm. I did not get that sex talk. You know, some parents talk about having sex talk with their kids. No, 
Mm-hmm. My parents did not talk about that. We did not talk about um, safe sex. We did not talk about relationships. We did not talk about nothing <laughs> because it was kind of like shameful. It was kind of like, this is what happens behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about it, which kind of led me to experience things on my own. It made me feel pressured into having sex when I didn't want to because my partner at the time wanted to have sex with me. I thought I had to have sex with him because that's what people do in relationships. Um, I liked him. I wanted him to continue liking me. If I say no, is someone going to say that there's something wrong with me? If I say no, is he going to leave me to go out with one of my friends that have, you know, have started having sex kind of thing? And that kind of opened me up to having shameful things. Like I was, I remember the first time having sex. I kind of like not hated myself, but I was traumatized by the event for mm. months afterwards. Like it was kind of like PTSD. I kept replaying the images. I'm like, I need to get this image out of my head. Like I felt so dirty about mm-hmm. this act, but I had no one to talk to. I can't talk to my family because they've never talked to me. Like they obviously don't condone this because it wasn't talked about, which led me to all these relationships. You never said no. You just kind of like, that's what you do if you want to keep relationships. And I feel like that's what we need to talk about in the sense of if I can talk about sexual freedom, if I can talk about intimacy and healthy intimacy versus like, do you know what? I don't want to have sex today. I'm going to say no. I'm going to respect myself. Or if I'm not feeling safe, well, no, I'm not going to do the thing with you. Either A, I'm going to create safety for myself to be able to surrender and have this beautiful experience with you. Or maybe there's a reason why I don't feel safe. Like maybe it's my body telling me I'm, you know, I should not be letting you enter myself. Mm-hmm. And if I get to talk about this, then hopefully my daughter will see this. And that's also why like, I want to show her the intimacy. I want her to feel comfortable to go, hey, mum, this guy is really wanting to do this to me. Like, what does this mean? I want her to be able to, so I can tell her about boundaries. I can tell her safe. I can tell her sexual wellness, sexual health things that I feel like it's not taught in school like I'm sorry teaching kids in school how to put a condom on a banana (laughs) is not proper sex education (laughs) you know like I want her to feel comfortable about these things and what I see is guys or men or fathers aren't really comfortable having those conversations especially with daughters Mm -hmm. you know I just feel like I don't know like I could be wrong and I'm happy for anyone to um say that they don't agree but I feel like I cannot see you know the father of my daughter sitting down with her and her feeling comfortable to go hey dad what does this mean you know I actually don't want to have sex with my partner but he wants to have sex like what how do I have a conversation like I feel like um there's a lot of men out there that probably aren't comfortable to have those open conversations around sex and you know, women coming into their sexuality. Mm-hmm, totally. I can I can totally see it just being like a a whole collective thing. Like it, the the whole sex positive parenting, I feel like it's a very new thing. Like for me anyways, like my, my parents definitely did not have to talk with me. Um I went went to, went to all my girlfriends, well I was very much a tomboy, so my boyfriends, and because they were boys, they seemed to be a little more sexually active than all the girls were, so to me, it was normal that everyone was having sex at a fairly young age, um, but for myself, like, not only was it from my friends, but it was also from the, the educational videos that our schools were pumping out, and I was absolutely traumatized by this one um, sexual education video. I, I'm not sure if you know or have heard of it from your part of the world in Australia, but over here in Canada, we played, we played this one called Kids, and essentially it traumatized me, and I was so afraid to have sex um, because I was afraid to catch some sort of STI or AIDS specifically because that's what the show was about, and oh my god, like even to this day, I'm still quite afraid of it. And had my parents had that conversation, or had I just had a healthy conversation with any adult, who knows, like. The death that trauma definitely wouldn't be there i'll tell you that right now but <laughs> who knows where the conversation could have gone um and then yeah just having those conversations with our children and taking the taboo out of it and just normalizing it 
to have those safe conversations and a really huge thing too that's coming out um are the boundaries and this is something i've been talking a lot about on my on my instagram and um i think i mentioned on a podcast too but just because for me boundaries have been such an issue growing up and that's just because yeah no one told me what the hell a boundary is like even when our parents are crossing those boundaries because they don't know what any boundaries are so we're just getting this constant circle of like no one has boundaries let's just like be all up in our space all the time and not have any on or off switch yes or no nothing <laughs> so my question to you now here is like what do boundaries mean to you and have you ever had any issues growing up with boundaries? Is this something you're now putting in towards your life? Is this something you're talking to about with your daughter? How does that look like for you? Boundaries? It's kind of like what you said. We don't get taught boundaries in school. Like for some reason, we're forced to do all these science um, experiments in school, even though you have no desire of entering the science field, but they don't teach you boundaries. Parents, I actually don't think my mom and dad know what boundaries are. I have a family where they very believe on, I need to keep the man happy. Um, kids come first and it's all, like if I tell my mom, you know, for instance, um, today I wanted to have this chat with you and I'm home. I decided to not go see my partner. I pick up my daughter tonight at five and I chose to, um, I didn't want to go see him. It had nothing to do with him. I love him. I miss him. I'm looking forward to seeing him tomorrow. However, today I had things to do for business. I wanted to have this chat with you with no distractions. And my parents were very puzzled. <laughs> they didn't understand. Like, is there something wrong? Are you fighting? I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what I actually desire to do. Like, this is me saying yes to what I want. It's not always about what other people want. Yes, sure, my partner would have loved to see me today. His kids probably would have loved to see me today. However, to me, sometimes boundaries is I could have quite easily said, no, this weekend doesn't suit me to talk to you. I could have said, do you know what? No, the right thing to do is to go see my partner and his beautiful kids <clears throat> before I pick up my daughter. However, the energy I would have had, I would have then had a, like this resentment feeling of spending the day doing something that wasn't my first priority. Mm -hmm. So to me, sometimes boundaries is listening to what you desire and honoring what you need, even and putting yourself not always above someone else, but me showing up for myself. I now know I'm going to be completely present with him tomorrow. We're going to have the most beautiful day tomorrow because I'm prioritizing what I desire. And then sometimes even during sex like sometimes like last weekend um I was feeling really sick I wasn't myself I was feeling really funky there was a lot going on and he wanted sex and I just wasn't into it and I basically just go do you know what this is how I'm feeling I'm actually you know feeling a bit sensitive at the moment and it was kind of like owning that I didn't feel like sex in that time mm -hmm. and so that's another example and then the only other example I want to give you is Sometimes boundaries are what are you available for and what you're not available for. So growing up, we're not taught that. I was walked all over in school. Um, if a guy wanted to have sex with me, okay, I want you to like me. <laughs> I'm going to have sex with you kind of thing. Or mm -hmm. um, putting everyone else above myself. Where now it's just like, no, I have boundaries. I'm not available to be treated a certain way. I'm not available for certain negativity towards me. It's just kind of like, I have this energy of like, I'm not available for that. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, that protects myself as well as the other person. It's creating safety for myself mm. to experience. Like if I don't have that safety, I'm not gonna be able to surrender. I'm not gonna be able to get into my feminine flow and just flow into life and open myself up to pleasure. I need that war to protect myself because I don't have the boundaries, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, totally. Everything resonates with me. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, like my entire life, just all these boundaries I never laid out because I didn't know what they were. I never was never taught with them in school, I was never taught them from my parents. And for me, that just put me into a lot of unsafe relationships, just abuse after abuse and just like friendships that didn't 
service you just just so many unsafe situations so it's just yeah boundaries are so fucking important <laughs> i'm glad that we're touching base on that um i also like I to like do- it leads to a lot of um sorry to cut you off it just kind of like to me and this is my perspective and my experience it leads to a lot of like that feeling of sexual violation Mm. I feel like no boundaries equals feeling violated in some way, mm-hmm. which kind of leads to, um, uh, I feel like trauma needs its own podcast because yep. <laughs> trauma can mean something different to every single person. But I feel like it has that response in your body of trauma when your boundaries are crossed because you don't even know what your boundaries are. It just leads to violation and it kind of creates a lot of that um, heavy energy in your body. Mm, yeah totally and that heavy energy that we all know that creates tension and it creates blockages and it just gets stored in the body to later just blow up in our face and just have these amazing triggers later (laughs) (laughs) totally um thank you for sharing that and i also like kind of do a bit of a swerve here and talk a little bit about self-pleasure now both of us are huge advocates for that um having our own self-pleasure modality and our own self-pleasure practices um that being said like for you for self-pleasure um of course i do know you do your own self-pleasure practice but along with that what does that look like for you what has that done for you and how does that show up in your day-to-day um self-pleasure to me is very um different on a day-to basis so my goal when it comes to self-pleasure i sometimes name it as um embodiment practices really because it's really just getting into your body so it's kind of like going past the thoughts and just dropping into your body and feeling what's alive for you in that moment like the sensation sometimes to put me self-pleasure is feeling the aliveness in anger just letting all that anger and the frustration out sometimes the self-pleasure to me is like the other um i think it was yesterday i did a very um dark masculine self-pleasure practice i was having this disconnect with my masculine energy and that was showing up in my relationship or showing up in my business or showing up in life this um disconnect and i just want to be my feminine but they both need to exist i just want to do this self-pleasure practice of really connecting with my inner masculine and it led to me just first i had a lot of resistance in my solar plexus this habit i guess out of feeling non-safe when it comes to male presence which is something I've been really healing and after a while after breathing into it and embodying it and tuning into the aliveness I was able to really feel my heart opening up and the energy coming up from my yoni into my heart space and the practice did actually end up leading me to self-pleasuring and I haven't self-pleasured um for a while self-pleasure to me is not necessarily about the self-pleasuring aspect of things um but for this practice, practice, that's just where it led to. Like, that's what felt alive. Like, that's mm-hmm. how I wanted to connect with myself. Where a lot of the times, I'm a very sensual person. I like to connect into being a sensual goddess. And I'm just really attaching my whole entire body. I'll be focusing a lot on um, breast massages. I believe that they're so powerful. So a mm-hmm. lot of my self-pleasure practices, me actually doing a breast massage to release the emotions in my um, breasts. I like to spend a lot of time connecting to my room space. Um, So self-pleasure to me is every day is very different, but the importance is connecting to the sensations, connecting to my body and allowing my body to talk to me. That's how I get my wisdom. That's where I get my downloads, my aha moments. Like that's how I heal. That's how I free my body. Like that's how I I find freedom. That's how I've, allowed myself to open up to experience pleasure but not just in the bedroom but like walking outside and my past coach you know said it the most divine way I'm just going to use her words all the time it's like going outside and feeling like the universe is penetrating you like it's kind of like being in that energy um and that's where I've gotten to the point now with self-pleasure is I can just feel that pleasure in any given moment like I can tap into it really quick and feeling the freedom within my body where in the beginning it was very 
I couldn't surrender. I was in my way. It was mm. kind of like, I'm doing this because someone told me I had to. And it was kind of like me very stuck in my head and the thoughts. <laughs> um, but then with practice, it's kind of like, I don't really have many thoughts now. It's kind of like me just feeling the energy in the body and what needs to, how I need to express myself, what needs to flow through me. I love that. Um, that resonates so well because I obviously I also do self pleasure practice and just the way I it's like we're priming our nervous system to to really embrace more pleasure. Really, <laughs> the the more we're doing it, the the more expansion we're able to actually experience more pleasure in, and then also just feeling in the body and the constrictions, the tension, whatever. It, really traumas has been stuck and whatever blockages are in there and just really just being with it within knowing that neither is good it's not bad everything's perfect and it just is like it's yeah it's just been such an expansion with just the sensations in the body and what a journey it's been <laughs> to say the least <laughs> and I love to touch base um, with this whole self-pleasure journey for you and also being with a partner. Um, can you share like how your intimacy has, um, I guess, evolved along with your self-pleasure practice now in your current relationship? That's been a journey in itself. <laughs> <laughs> so what was coming up actually as you were talking about self-pleasure mm. is, so I actually met my partner just after I started the whole um, sensual journey and self-pleasure and healing that. So he came to my life at a good time, but and I feel like this is what happens in a lot of relationships. In my past relationships, because I had so many blockages, you know, like you were talking about, you know, our body stalls everything. So even mm -hmm. though we might be doing all these mindset things to forget and to think positivity and mm -hmm. all of that, <laughs> I'm all about positivity. However, our body stores it all. And the more it stores, the more it shuts it down. It's kind of mm -hmm. like you're very rigid. And it's kind of like, you, and then you want to have sex with someone. You want to have intimacy. However, you're stuck in your head. And it's kind of like you're having sex while you're thinking about all these things. You might be thinking about, oh my God, are the kids going to wake up? Will the kids hear me? What do I need to do tomorrow? Um, and your body is like this rigid stiff of just doing this doing act because you're just so blocked like you're not in your body mm -hmm. you're in your head and I believe like that's what stops a lot of intimacy like there's no closeness when you're stuck in your head and if you're not in that flowing state then you're not really allowing a partner in you're kind of like keeping them at a block so to answer your question I feel like self-pleasure has allowed the closeness and the intimacy with my partner in the sense of I choose to use self-pleasure as a way of freeing my vessel, freeing my body. And the more I free myself from all of these blockages and past relationships and past you know, sexual violations is the more I'm surrendering and opening my body up to experience my partner, for him mm. to completely see me and feel me and honour me and for us to experience pleasure together as a journey versus, oh my God, is he going to come yet? Yeah. <laughs> is this feeling good for him? Or how long is it going to take me to mm -hmm. finish? It's more of a, how can we experience pleasure and surrender deeper and feel the pleasure in any given moment during intimacy? And, oh my God, something else is going to come up and I completely forgot it. Oh, yes. So... The other thing that comes up for me, because I'm so connected to my body, it's unbelievable. I still, because I have a lot of stuff healing, and I truly believe, I don't care how much healing you've done, when you enter relationships, there's always stuff that's going to come up. So I've been doing the healing for years, but it wasn't until this partner, and I think it's truly because of um, the level of safety I've got and I feel like um, certain people will create different levels of safety. So because I just surrendered to him so much, so much stuff is coming up. And it started when I first started having intimacy with him, I used to like, I didn't sleep. I think the first mm. month when I was staying at his house, I just was stuck in my head. And I was kind of like, my body was in this fight and flight mode. It was kind of like my mind was telling me 
all these things like I want to do this you know why am I thinking about it so much like my mind was telling it how I want it to go but my body was just in this freeze state and it was because of all these blockages that was in my body Mm -hmm. so what I did is instead of forcing myself to ignore or bypass or whatever it is or basically turn off sex again (laughs) I would use self-pleasure as a modality to feel into like why am I feeling so constricted in these times VPM like what's coming up like the sensations and I would even sometimes lying in bed when I'm feeling that breathing into it sometimes I need to talk to him I'm like hey this is what's coming up like in the beginning like I the father of my daughter didn't believe in affection. He refused to hold my hand. He refused to hug me. There was no love shown unless it was for sex. Mm-hmm. That was the only time. So when I entered this relationship with my partner, that was a very affectionate person. <laughs> he loved to just rub my arm for no reason. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I don't <laughs> want sex at the moment. I thought <laughs> affection meant sex. Yeah. Um. So to me, it was having the self-pleasure Medali was allowing me to talk to him I'm like well this is how I'm feeling my body this is what's coming up like this is how it's showing up for me and he was able to hold me through it and instead of forcing it it was kind of like well this is how he's feeling and we're having these open conversations I'm allowed to share that side of me like kind of that little girl like I'm scared like I'm feeling mm-hmm. unsafe with this this is all new to me and I'm creating that closeness because I feel safe to share that with him and then using self-pleasure as well because I don't rely on him for anything it's not his job to fix me it's not his job to show me another way or to be better than my exes my job is to open I love talking I feel like there's a lot of vulnerability there's a lot of um healing in communication but also using self-pleasure to drop into my body and freeing it, freeing it for my soul, freeing it for my body, honouring it and allowing it to release in however that needs to release. I don't know. Mm, I love all of that. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, Something that's coming up for me, and this is something I have learned myself. Um, I'm now in a, I'm going to say this, a safe relationship um, with my partner for just over eight years and I'm only saying safe because all my previous relationships were the exact opposite they were abusive physically emotionally every single way you can think abusive that's just the past three back-to-back relationships were so they were just very unsafe and I swear by this that safe relationships heal trauma um, and it's it's really just putting you in that safe position and you're learning yourself what it means to feel safe. And now you pairing this with self-pleasure modality and myself to the, the breakthroughs you're able to actually move through and the trauma you're able to allow to actually come up and move through, move past, whatever you want to call it, you're able to release. <laughs> it is just amazing. Um, what a beautiful process <laughs> to say the least when i started self-pleasure it allowed me to enter the surrender state in the sense of the more self-pleasured the more i get to be present during intimacy so it healed a lot for me for instance i was very numb before my now partner completely disconnected from my body no sensation whatever i had no sex drive sex drive whatsoever I basically sworn off men and I'll say to my coach um and then just one day from all of these self-pleasure the healing etc you, you know using yoni eggs and crystal wands and doing some yoni de-armory I remember this day I'm like oh my god what the hell's wrong with me I want sex again <laughs> I had this really big urge of like no I'm actually craving sex again And it was just like this moment of, it was like that turn on state. I'd gone from numb and disconnected to all of a sudden my nervous um, system expanded and was open for me to experiencing the pleasure again. I'd turned myself on and that allowed me to then meet. And I truly believe I manifested my partner through self-pleasure. Oh my gosh, I say that all the time. (laughs) I know. 
But this beautiful man came through. And even though sometimes I feel like I'm at square one because he's revealing so much to me. It's just like, oh my God, what does this mean? Like what's happening? <laughs> happening. But I'm also shifting and I'm, I've never had this relationship before where it's so beautiful and we're so intimate and the sexual um, intimacy is healthy. It's both, there's no sexual violation. There's boundaries, there's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. There's that connection. It's not just, well, we are dating, we're doing all the things. <laughs> it's kind of like, no, there's that connection that gets to stay alive. There's that turn on, there's that passion, there's that excitement. Again, we're, we're not taught about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And I love the touch base on, um, I don't want to call them toys because I really don't think they're toys like yoni eggs and pleasure ones. Um, I just find them more like healing tools. Like for me, yoni eggs have been able to really, really connect me with my, and sorry for the the listeners, yoni means pussy. Um, so these pussy eggs, if you want to call them that anyways. So my yoni egg, I have established a relationship with mine and just the amount of tension and, just the amount of trauma us as women hold inside of our yonis is just, I literally just learned that this year. I'm just so speechless <laughs> with what we hold down there. And with a yoni egg, the, the amount of release and the the sensitivity that I've been able to unlock and even the wetness, I have to fully admit, I've been able to unleash. <laughs> um, really amazing anyways and yeah and the the pleasure ones too like the de-armoring one i'm not sure if you use that or if you have one yourself but um that has also been another journey on its own for me um now for vibrators though now that we're on the subject like for me like i i've never really gotten into that i'm not sure if um vibrators if you have any run-ins with that or any um opinions not really opinions but any stories you can share about vibrators on your self-pleasure journeys um I was a very I was bullied heavily in school when I was intimate with partners so and that led to me being very very extremely sexually suppressed and then I'm going to go with I feel like it's my 21st birthday I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure it's my 21st birthday my the father of my daughter, my ex-partner, he got me a vibrator for my birthday. And I was so embarrassed. Like I was mortified. I'm like, <laughs> we're not using that thing. Like, what the hell did you do? I don't know. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, yeah, what does he think sex is then? If he needs a vibrator, like what does that make me, etc. Anyways, I don't remember why. I don't remember the first time using it. I don't know. Maybe I was drunk or sometime. I don't know. <laughs> but we used it. But that led to probably the first time I really experienced that much pleasure in that quickly and Mm. it has a way of getting you out of your mind because there's so much pleasure down there it's like impossible (laughs) to be stuck in your head thinking about all all those nerve endings (laughs) exactly um and that kind of led to every single time we had sex towards the end I could not climax without the vibrate like I was so numb like if he wanted Mm. me to climax no matter what he was doing I need the vibrator and he knew that so basically our sex life was we got horny <laughs> we would um start having sex and then it's like oh, okay we've been doing this for a few minutes it's time to finish we'll get the vibrate out <laughs> oh climax we will finish <laughs> the end yeah. and that kind of like um that was our sex life towards the end and I wouldn't know how to climax without it and I continued using it when I was single in a sense of like well I don't have a partner <laughs> yeah I need to release some of this some way and I continued using it until I started learning about sexuality. I was learning about yoni eggs, learning about yoni wands. I'm like, why don't they, you know, not many people that sell yoni eggs talk about vibrators. I'm like, why don't you just use a vibrator? It's quick. You put it on your clip. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. Like I had no Click, understanding. Click, spit, go. Of, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I had no understanding that intimacy 
or sex is actually about the connection. It's about mm-hmm. how can you, and there's actually a book, I can't remember if it's the full name, but there's a book called Slow Sex. <laughs> and it's like, why aren't we slowing down sex and the intimacy and yes. connecting with yourself and be allowing that pleasure to build up? Um, so when I started using Yoni um, X, it was Yoni X at the time, I basically, I'm like, you know what? I'm not using my vibrator. I need to break up with the vibrator. <laughs> I wanted to learn to connect with myself. Like if I found a man again, I didn't want to enter a relationship going, well, I'll have sex with you. However, the vibrator needs to come. Like I wanted a relationship that there were no barriers. I wanted that closeness. And I feel like if you have a vibrator during sex, like there's a barrier that's preventing you guys from experiencing the pleasure together. And the most funniest thing happened is actually, when I started using Yoni eggs, I started incorporating breast massages. And I remember it was the pink quartz, it was the rose quartz um, Yoni egg as I was doing this guided breast massage. And I remember I basically had this orgasm and it was just me um, massaging my breasts. And I remember messaging my coach at the time of like what had happened. This is like, what just happened? Like I was this very numb, disconnected person needing a vibrator yeah. to reach any kind of pleasure to all of a sudden, I'm not even touching my genitals. Like, yes, I've got a yoni egg in, which is building the, I guess, the blood flow to that area. But I'm just connecting to my breast that was so mm-hmm. dis- I was so disconnected from like I breastfed for you know a year so I was so disconnected to mm-hmm. all of a sudden bringing turning them on again and just connecting and releasing the emotions. Um, so now I don't like um, putting my opinions on other people. I want people to make their own decisions. But my decision is to not choose a vibrator in the sense of I want the closeness, I want the pleasure to build up, mm-hmm. I want the open communication with my partner, like, hey, actually, this is what turns. And I remember actually when we first started dating, we had that conversation. He surprised me. He's like, what actually turns you on? And it's just like having that conversation of like, well, actually, this is what makes me feel good. Like, this is how I'm going to finish. Like, this yes. is what's going to excite me. Versus just letting them do whatever you want and then potentially being in your head you're not surrendering and therefore you might not be having the orgasm that you actually want Mm, that's beautiful that makes you reminds me of a a a couple stories actually so one specifically um with my own yoni egg like I feel like you probably feel the same way but I developed like a relationship with mine and um I actually sat in meditation um, just like a, a traditional Zen meditation with a yoni egg inside. And I also was able to experience like this mind-blowing full blo- full body orgasm. And literally just like the warmth from where the egg was through the whole body. It was like, yeah, I couldn't believe that. But it just goes to show you the power of connection, really. <laughs> connection and sensitivity once you actually build that up through either self-pleasure or just just slowing down and really connecting with the sensations and connecting with whatever it is that you're experiencing in that moment. Um, And then yeah, another story that rings true for me and it's just coming out right now is kind of on the topic of vibrators still. Like, so I personally never really bought many toys and that was mostly because I was just just a cheapskate. Like I just didn't really buy into the whole like, oh, you have to buy these things to get off. I was like, ah, you know what? I'll figure it out, whatever. (laughs) So um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but um, so for me, um, I was like a big porn addict. um, And this was like for me to go to sleep at one point, like I would need to make sure that I would get my masturbation, my quick quick one and done and then get to bed and just be over so i'm scrolling you know scrolling when you get down that really deep the more the more you're on porn like you're really scrolling and you finally get that that porn whatever um it's still not doing it for you and of course because i'm cheap i did not buy a vibrator um i have to admit that i actually went into my bathroom and i used my own electric toothbrush to (laughs) to just get off just to be done with it really quick and go to bed (laughs) um so it just was such a disconnect is really the the moral of that story for for me anyways to see how disconnected i was with my body not only was it numbing myself with porn but just that one and done transactional 
masturbation just to quickly get off and get those endorphins all hyper and whatever you want to call it and then just getting the the sleep right after um yeah like <laughs> just you're just thinking back to it is so hilarious i feel like so that's how i learned about sex yes with my first serious boyfriend i had no knowledge and i wanted to you know be good at it because i wanted my partners to like me and i started watching porn for my education and it was exciting and it created this um thrill between the two of us and it was fun and exciting etc but i feel like porn created well for me especially and i don't know if this is true for other people but my experience is it creates it dirty it makes you know a lot of people have this dirty energy around sex it's shameful because you look at porn and a lot of it's fake a lot of it's materialistic it makes you feel like um my vagina doesn't look like that there's something wrong with me and you compare to the girls on there even though they've had a lot of surgery like they've made their body parts look like that for their job um they're performing oral sex in a way for viewers for money not from a place of connection and love and worship and then people especially you know an 18 year old <laughs> watching porn with not much history with sex is like oh hang on a minute that feels gross like that looks dirty like that looks awful I don't want to do that in my relationship and it makes it feel like like even now like I'm healing a lot of um that dirty energy around sex because mm. of all the porn I have seen or you know stories that I've heard from other people and it's like that shameful energy around sex and it's kind of like and I guess that's what disconnects yourself from that connection with your partner and I truly believe like if you're in that forming energy you're not really present with your partner and mm -hmm. you don't need to be a spiritual or you don't need to be a conscious person to know when someone is not present with you and like yeah. that's going to affect your closeness in your relationship with your partner and I guess what I'm leading to is I want to talk about this in the sense of defining what sex means like sex to me is going to probably look very different to how you want to experience sex mm -hmm. and I truly believe like, that's okay it's kind of like teaching people what sex gets to look like and teaching our children like no you don't need to look like the porn stars you don't need mm -hmm. to be having sex like that if that doesn't feel right for you yeah but then there's people in the sex industry which is you know they're empowered like I know people in that industry and they're so empowered they're excited to be in that industry sex is going to look very different to that and again that's okay it's kind of like bringing this piece around how you want sex to look and feel for you and knowing that that gets to be perfect how mm. that wants to look yeah totally and like what rings for me like because yeah i was pretty addicted to porn at one point and like everything that shows up on there you got the women that are hyper extending their back like literally breaking their back just to so they get that really good camera angle for the viewer or for the male or female, whoever it is, looking down on them just to really see them at this amazing angle when really, like, they're just trying to portray this sexy look. And mm. sexy really doesn't mean sex for me. Like, sex could be dirty, quote unquote, but not even really dirty, but messy. Se sex is just, like, whatever it ends up flowing in that moment. Like, there's no... You don't have to show up a certain way it, you don't have to perform and that's really what porn is right like you're just performing and yeah it just puts this false mm, this expectation that you have to show up a certain way in the bedroom and yeah it, it just puts a lot of pressure on people too like to have to keep showing up and just yeah that over pressure's what I feel like the pressure for performance, especially in like my experience again and the clients I've had, is that pressure to perform or the pressure to show up in a certain way is mm -hmm. actually what kills sex drive. Like it kills yes. the intimacy because you're so in your head of like, oh my God, I need to do this. I need to look like this. This is the outcome that needs to happen. And all of that pressure and the anxiety basically shuts you off from wanting sex. And it gets in your way of having that really close connection that most people mm -hmm. actually want to have with their partners. Exactly. I know anytime I was concerned about how I looked in the bedroom, 
anytime I was concerned about how my partner saw either my whether it be my stomach or how does my pussy look right now or is my ass doing something weird like whatever's going on that's when I'm in my head and that's where like I don't feel the sensations in my in my yoni. I don't feel the sensations when his hand is on my shoulder. Like I don't feel the sensations anywhere at that point because I'm just so in my fucking head and you just lose that connection and ultimately you're just going to lose how 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 high your orgasms can be at the ultimately really. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where the self-pleasure piece comes in, that practice of staying connected in your body. Like if you can mm. just have self-pleasure and really feel the feelings in your hands. Yes. You know, your arms and your skin and connecting to your heart space, your breast. Like if you can feel that outside the bedroom, there's a higher chance than when you enter the relationship. You have the tools to get out of your head and into your body so you can feel the sensations you can feel the pleasure and if you can feel the pleasure you're going to want that intimacy with your partner if you can feel it they can feel it but it's also if you're stuck in your head it's going to affect your orgasm level you know it's going to prevent you you know if you're stuck in your head like that's why so many people struggle to have the orgasm because they're in their head they're not feeling the sensations they're not allowing the energy to flow through you but in sense, you also need that spaciousness in your body to allow the energy to flow. And like that's where the healing of self-pleasure comes into play. Like freeing all that allows the energy to flow through during sex, which is going to allow it to harden like orgasm. It's going to have the connection, mm-hmm. with your part- you know, like that's going to have a benefit on your partner as well totally just really priming the nervous system on a daily practice what a beautiful journey this has been (laughs) and i really want to thank you so much lisa for joining me in this conversation and i want to give let you take the stage here and just share with people um your social media handle how they can interact with you how if there's any offerings you have up and coming you'd like to share yeah thank you for having me it's been a beautiful chat um the best place for people to find me is the only place I'm active on a daily basis, especially from behind the scenes, is Instagram, which is my handles intimacy with Lisa. Um, there you can find all my things, my daily wisdoms, etc. Um, the only other thing I wanted to offer is today I'm creating a free self-pleasure activation meditation. It's not just about for people to tap into their pleasure. It's not always about um, the self-pleasure like we're talking about today. I really want to create this guided meditation for people to start to connect to their own sexuality, to get out of their head and drop into their body, especially if you are a mom, just having five minutes of this guided meditation to really drop into the aliveness that's in your body. So that will be free and available. Hopefully tonight I'll have it up and running. And thank you for your time. This has been amazing. Awesome. So much fun. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on loves and keep evolving.